Hello everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. My guest today is Dr. Shaila Reddy. Hi, Dr. Reddy. Hi, Joyce. Thank you for inviting me to the oh, show. Thank mm. you for coming. Dr. Reddy is an MD and um, an uh, internal medicine physician, but switching now over functional. to functional medicine and, and integrative medicine. And um, so I wanted to get to know you a little bit today and hear a little how mm -hmm. you got into um, medicine and then shifting over to the prevention side. I have been practicing internal medicine for the past uh, 25 years, actually. Uh -huh. Recently, I shifted to functional and integrative medicine. This um, was an accident, actually. I happened to stumble upon uh, a holistic medicine website when I was looking for the CMEs. Uh -huh. and I'm like, wow, this is an interesting, you know, let me go explore. And I got certified there. American Board of Integrative and Holistic Medicine. There I happened to meet uh, several physicians who were going for integrative and functional medicine. Yeah. Then for my next um, uh, next year, and I started pursuing the certification there. I just loved it. It is like uh, functional medicine is fixing the root causes. It's identifying the underlying root causes mm -hmm. rather than treating the isolated set of symptoms. Because I have always treated uh, my conditions like that, but it's very good to get a formal training and pursue that care for myself, my family, and for the patient. It's very satisfying and rewarding. So, so it must have been really rewarding to, for you to see that what you what your heart told you yes. um, mm -hmm. and what your common sense told you made, mm -hmm. made sense. And by the way, for people to reach you, I just want to make sure we remember to say that Root Health MD. Yes, that's the name of my clinic. RootHealthMD.com is the website. Okay. And also you have a Facebook, Facebook page. the same name. Got it. So if anybody's looking. And Dr. Reddy is in Framingham, but also sees... Uh, patients remotely, so you don't have yes. to live mm -hmm. locally to have this kind of help. Within the state, Massachusetts. Within the state, the state. yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I, I, I know a lot of our viewers have a sense of what holistic, that mm -hmm. term means, but from a, when you're reaching out for a medical practitioner, I really wanted to help distinguish those terms. Are they exactly the same? Mm -hmm. What are the differences between your conventional primary care doctor integrative, functional, alternative, holistic. Can you go into that? That's a very good question, actually. A lot of people ask me that. Yeah. So conventional medicine, it's a traditional medicine. Yeah. You go by the standard of care, use the medications, and uh, look at the symptoms and treat the symptoms, isolated symptoms. Okay. But uh, you're not looking at the person as a whole. Um, that's because doctors don't have that type of training and of course they don't have time also. It's just a revolving door. You have to see more than 20 patients a day. Mm -hmm. So, And that's because of the way the structure is set the up, structure is the set education, up, and the, the training structure, also, and then actually. the insurances. And, and the insurances and yeah. everything. And there are several term, confusing terms there. Alternative medicine, holistic medicine, integrative, functional. People get confused when they see all this. What is this? Yeah. Let me explain one at a time. This is holistic medicine mm -hmm. is a non-conventional medicine uh, without any traditional practice. Like when you do alternative medicine, uh, you're doing non-conventional in addition to the conventional practice. You're doing both. Okay. So pretty much alternative and integrative are the same thing. 
Functional medicine is evidence-based medicine. It is a systems biology approach to your health functioning and uh, disease. And in functional medicine, you look at the root causes. Mm -hmm. um, integrative medicine is, uh, there is an overlap between the functional and integrative medicine, but integrative medicine is not always evidence-based. There could be some we use uh, which is not evidence-based. And you, so it's more anecdotally it's, based or mm -hmm. experience-based? Yes, integrative medicine. I didn't know that. That was a good yeah. clarification. <laughs> yeah. And uh, integrative medicine uh, includes mind, body, and spirit, uh, in addition to the physical aspect of health. Ah, okay. uh, so, and integrative medicine uses a wide variety of non-conventional treatments like acupuncture, yoga, like aromatherapies, and uh, several of them. Mm -hmm. um, but the functional medicine focuses more on fixing the root cause with the advanced testing. So they both are slightly different, but it's, it's good to have knowledge in both of them. So I could put uh, both of these in my um, conventional practice. It's an excellent combination to have uh, to be qualified in all these three things. So mm -hmm. they can treat several chronic conditions. Because in the initial stages, when patients' conditions are not stable, you will have to use uh, uh, conventional medications also. But the goal is to bring down the medications and treat them mostly with, uh, by fixing the root causes and uh, detoxify the patients and give the supplements and uh, educate them on the lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. You can do all these things. What a, a great resource to have a medic, a, a, somebody trained in the medical Mm -hmm. conventional medical exactly. and then have this yeah. added layer mm -hmm. uh, or layers to be mm -hmm. able to um, to sh like you say to, to transition somebody off of their medications and yes. get them to address mm -hmm. the bigger picture so right. Right. Yeah. it is it is actually a good thing I wish a lot of um, other physicians could get this training as well mm -hmm. but this is time intensive process and you won't be able to do all this in 10 15 minute visits you need to see the patient at least for an hour more than that, in fact, yeah. uh, if you include so the time. different for you now, shifting from internal medicine mm -hmm. to this, you're gonna to get to spend more time more with time your patients. More time with patients. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a new thing for me. I have to get used to not seeing patients in 10 minutes. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'll enjoy this way. Yeah, this is something I, I've had a, I had a client who was a physician and she used to say she was jealous of me for all the time I could spend <laughs> with her because she couldn't do that under the umbrella of what she was working right, in. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to start this. This is, I mean, I mean, it's good to learn new things and, you know, yeah. people out there. So if a person wants to come in to see a, a functional medicine doctor, like what kinds of conditions would... Um, would they need to go beyond their primary care doctor for? Like so it's not anything different because most of these patients see their primary care doctors anyway. Yeah. Because for the chronic medical conditions, um, for example, diabetes, yeah. high blood pressure, cholesterol, um, I see the patients for the same conditions, but the way we approach these conditions is different in functional medicine practice. Because in mainstream practice, you initially, I mean, give some education about the diet. For example, I'll give diabetes as an example. Mm -hmm. When the patient comes with the diabetes, you just tell the patient, you know, what to eat for a few minutes, and then start the medication if the numbers are high. Um, then we don't really look at the root causes. In functional medicine, if they come, we look at their gut, we look at their mitochondria, we look at their toxins. Uh, you fix everything. Maybe just by fixing those things, this person is able to produce more insulin 
and naturally fix the diabetes without even needing the medications. And at the same time, you're monitoring the blood sugars to see the progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fascinating field of medicine to practice. It's Yeah, it's very different to have that. And even the mindset that goes with mm-hmm. that, because when you, I think a patient may not have enough time. You know, you don't have enough time with the patient. They don't have enough time with you. You, they are shocked. Oh my gosh, I'm pre-diabetic. I'm diabetic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they go right to the medicine and maybe don't even address that they could change mm-hmm. their lifestyle with food or, mm-hmm. you know, the whole mindset piece. Um, so the fact that you have more time to go into mm-hmm. that with them. Actually, is... this happened to my husband. Sometimes even it's not easy to fix a family member. Yeah. So my husband had been telling me like, oh, my mom has it, you know, so I don't think you can fix it. But he happened to watch several videos and testimonials from my patients, yeah. how I was able to you know, fix it. I said like, okay, then do something you know, for my diabetes. Yeah. And I kind of did a lot of testing and I gave him supplements. Within three months, he was able to come, uh, come off all his medications, insulin wow. and everything. It was, I was actually surprised, but he was very committed to it. Yeah. He followed all the instructions about the diet, lifestyle, exercise, and you know. But what you said at the start is, my mother had it, so therefore I'm going to get it. There's nothing I can do. A lot of people walk around believing right. that, believing that with, particularly with we're talking about type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. And, Ty- yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Type yeah. one may be difficult to. It's a different it. disease. Yeah, it's really. a different. It's an autoimmune condition. So yeah. type two is what I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about type one. I don't know if you can answer this off the, you mm-hmm. know, the fly, but a lot where you call it an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing. And with, um, with sometimes people get type one, get diagnosed with type one, but mm-hmm. they might be able to change that as well or improve that. Actually, the, yeah, you're right. Actually, type one is also uh, possible. Mm-hmm. but not um, as easy as type 2. Right. But some patients with type 1, the, you can correct the autoimmune conditions because that's the main thing in functional medicine. Like you can um, uh, reverse the chronic diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis mm-hmm. and uh, lupus and even the gastrointestinal conditions like Crohn's and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so type, diabetes is also an autoimmune condition. If you correct the autoimmune-related issues in the root cause, mm-hmm. then uh, you could be able to do that. Can you give me some examples what you mean by root cause? I want to make sure where you are, okay. root health MD. I want to make sure people get the concept of what a root concept cause is or what might be triggering an autoimmune. So I'll give an example again for diabetes. Uh, so diabetes is like lack of uh, insulin or there is insulin resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a gland in pancreas that produces insulin. They're called beta cells. Mm-hmm. So there are several reasons why your beta cell function may not be optimal mm-hmm. because you probably have toxins lurking in your body and you have some nutritional deficiencies mm-hmm. which were never looked at. Why do you get the nutritional deficiencies? Sometimes we tend to think that we are eating very healthy. Even for the people who have very good health habits, I found a lot of deficiencies. That comes because their gut lining isn't intact and they're not absorbing the nutrients like they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to fix the bacteria in the gut and we have to fix the lining. We have to keep it intact for the nutrients to be absorbed. And for the nutrients to get into the cell, you need to get the toxins out of the cell first so that the nutrients can get in. 
so these things are not uh, looked in a traditional practice. So those are called root causes. Mm -hmm. So is the nutrient going into the cell? Are the toxins coming out of the cell properly? Is your gut nice and clean? Is it like a free-flowing river, not a backlog river, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we look at all those causes. And the mitochondrial function is also important thing to look at. So there are all um, advanced testing that we do uh, in functional medicine to look at all those things. Those tests are not available in the traditional practice. They're, they're not standard of care. Right. They're not standard of mm -hmm. care. They're, they're not necessarily that much more expensive to do, but they're just not part of the standard no. uh, practice, Some or they the, won't be approved by their insurance no, necessarily. No, no. A no, no, lo uh, lot of times the insurance do approve these ah, tests okay. if we give the right indication. Ah. So it may not be 100%, but you know you get at least like 60 to 70% coverage through the insurance. And depending on what type of insurance, like most of the time PP, PPO insurance, you know, uh, mm -hmm. they cover a bit more than the HMOs. And okay. Mm. So um, there was something that you said that I wanted to, to dig a little deeper in. Um, oh, I know what it was. So when you talked about gut health, mm -hmm. one of the things when I'm talking with people is, I don't know that when people kind of think of like this part of our body is the stomach. Like, <laughs> like my, they point and they call this my stomach, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're talking, so I wanted to get into a little bit of the anatomy part okay, of it. Like, sure. what is the gut? What are we talking about with the gut? Gut is a tube that goes from your uh, mouth to the rectum anus area, right? Okay. So it starts with the esophagus which we call a food pipe. Mm -hmm. Then esophagus goes down to the stomach. From mm -hmm. there, the duodenum, ileum, and then, you know, a colon, which is the large intestine. Mm -hmm. So in the gut, when you eat the food, that goes first through the esophagus mm -hmm. and then goes down to the stomach. In between the esophagus and stomach, um, there is a valve. That valve is supposed to open uh, in the downward direction. Mm -hmm. So when there's a lot of bad bacteria in the stomach and they produce gas and the, that valve could open in the wrong, the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So that's when you develop acid reflux, right? Mm -hmm. So we tend to think acid reflux is coming because we are producing more acid. That's not always the case, because it could be because we have a lot of things that shouldn't stay in the stomach and they, those bacteria are producing the gas. Mm -hmm. And we have to, that is the difference there again. In the functional medicine, we fix those issues rather than just giving the acid blocking medication, which is actually not good to take in the long run. And I know oh. we're, we're gonna do another show uh, okay. talking more specifically okay. about that. Uh -huh. um, so what, another term I hear having to do with gut is leaky gut. Uh, like what is what does leaky gut mean, or we, what part of the body yes. are we talking about? Leaky gut is mainly we're talking. In fact, the, when there is leaky gut, the, you have uh, it's all over the um, gut, you know, gastrointestinal tract. Okay. But we imply mostly to the small intestine, where the this is the place where the food is mainly supposed to get absorbed. It is not the place where the bacteria sit. Mm -hmm. But when the bacteria comes to that. Uh, small intestine, which we'll talk later in detail in the next show. Yeah. And then uh, the bacteria creates inflammation because that's not the place where bacteria is supposed to stay, right? Yeah. So they will be eating the food. They're used to eating the fiber, usually in the large intestine. Right. But they come to a place where the food is not uh, uh, in the form of fiber, um, then they create inflammation in the gut. And there is a gas that is produced. The small intestine is not designed to expand like the large intestine. Uh -huh. So when it expands with all the gas that comes from the bacteria, 
then you get the bloating, pain, and all these yeah. symptoms. Yeah, and that, are we talking about SIBO then? We'll SIBO, talk, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that more afterwards. But mm -hmm. just the idea of, of that, um, the, the, when you were talking about nutrients not getting absorbed and mm -hmm. um, so did, even though we think we're eating healthy and we're taking it's, supplements, they're not really getting through because so, of some... Right, because the lining of the gut is supposed to be intact. If yeah. you imagine there are two cells there, there shouldn't be any space between the cells is that and the, the lining. tight junctions? It's a tight junction. Yeah. So when there's a gap in between the cells, what happens is the undigested food that gets through the gap. Mm -hmm. And the nutrients that are supposed to go through the cell surface are not going because that cell surface is not healthy enough to absorb the nutrients mm -hmm. properly. So the ones that you don't want get inside and the ones that you want, they don't go inside. With this undigested food, when it gets into your, uh, inside the bloodstream and the, your immune system is like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. You know, why are you coming inside? You're supposed to be eliminated. Then it, overreacts and it, so, it reacts, not overreacts. Got it. So mm -hmm. you, when you're talking about autoimmune conditions, is this tied in this, then? This actually, yes. This could be one of the root causes of autoimmune conditions as well. That's why the first thing we see for the autoimmune conditions is the gut. There's uh -huh. so many people who um, can get much better with their autoimmune conditions once you fix the gut. Right, as opposed to taking some type of a medication for it. Yeah, we have to do a lot more than this, but this is the main thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So a, a person might come in to you with these symptoms. You do, in functional medicine, you do specialized testing, mm -hmm. lab testing, right. so blood tests, stool tests. Yes, oh. we do um, several tests, like blood tests, and um, we do the stool test for the digestive analysis, and there's a breath test that we do, and a lot of times it's a blood spot also. It's a very convenient uh, test. You don't always have to send the patients to the lab. Okay. So you can even do it in office, the blood spot, um, breath testing, and stool testing. And there's a urine testing. You can evaluate all the nutrients through the urine testing itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you get a much more comprehensive mm -hmm. look right, at the person. Right, much more comprehensive. And then I'm imagining, so just, just to help people understand what it's like when they first encounter a functional medicine doctor. So they've decided that, okay, they've seen their PCP. PCP mm -hmm. is not able to, they're just right. giving you a, a mm -hmm. medication recommendation. And so you decide, I'd like to look at a more natural. Right. When um, the patients want to see us, like, first thing we have to do is, of course, there is a discovery call. Yeah. So we uh, talk to the patient for 10 to 15 minutes and see whether that's the right patient for the functional medicine. Got it. Okay. So we request for the medical records, which is actually required before the visit. Yeah. Once we get the medical records, we review the patient's medical records, and we already know about the patient before we even see the patient, right? So yeah. we take a detailed history when they come, and we map the timeline with their personal information, like from even before they were born, like, you know, how the pregnancy was for their mom and things like that. The whole timeline is mapped, and we have a, a long questionnaires so that the patients have to fill so we get to know a lot about the patients. That helps us direct the patients in a right way so we know which test to order. Yeah. Well, that's impressive because mm -hmm. I get a sense that by the time we finished our introduction, you know so much know about so, me. Right. Exactly. And mm -hmm. it really, my immediate sense is one of trust. 
Yes. Like, uh -huh. you know me, you've mm -hmm. heard me. Mm -hmm. Even going back to, you know, what it was like, was I delivered vaginally? Was I breastfed? Like, mm -hmm. what my parents, mm -hmm. you know, what their history was. It can be a lot of information, right? Yeah. Even during the exam, it's much different from the routine traditional exam because you go into very detailed uh, mm -hmm. exam, like, you know, including the nails and your eyes, hair. Uh, like so you still do a complete skin, physical exam? Complete, much more detailed physical exam yeah. you do. So yes. you can tell information mm -hmm. about... Even by, just by the history and by the physical exam, yeah. you can give a lot of information. Most of the time I even find out the results before the labs come also. Yeah, from, so, yeah, yeah, just by talking to the patient. So that's interesting, mm -hmm. looking at someone's nails or even hair distribution, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh -huh. Skin, yeah, We yeah. can tell what's going on. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting field of medicine. Yeah. Um, I want to see if there were any other um, questions I wanted to ask. Oh, I know one other thing was having to do with, um, usually when I've gone to a doctor, MD, you mm -hmm. know, for primary care, they don't talk very much about food or mm -hmm. supplements. And I wanted right. to ask you a little bit about that. Particularly supplements, you're like, oh, just go to CVS and get, um, you know, whatever. Um, I actually I don't do that. Even when I was doing traditional practice, I have always guided the patients in mm -hmm. detail about the supplements. I used to have a list of all the supplements, and I know used to mark for the patients. Um, the reason being, there's a lot out there. Yeah, there's so many things that the patients has to choose from. But I don't think um, it's uh, that easy for the patients like like it was. Yeah. Each supplement comes in so many different forms and different strength. To me, it's almost like a prescription medication. Yeah. I'm not comfortable telling patients, just go take the CoQ10. Yeah. In that CoQ10, there are so many types of CoQ10s, so many strengths of CoQ10s, and you need to tell the patients what time of the day they have to take it. And of course, it has got interactions and uh, adverse effects. You have to, uh, to guide the patient properly. Mm -hmm. But it, this is all a time-intensive process, you know. Sure. So that's yeah. why the functional doctors have enough time to educate the patients on the supplements. So you can help people with quality, quantity. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, form, yeah. like the type, if it's, a, uh, if it's, if it's coming in a, a liquid right. form versus... A uh, yeah, like magnesium. Magnesium comes like a magnesium oxide, glycinate, you know, thionate so many different forms. If you just say magnesium supplement, there are like 100 magnesium supplements there. Which ones the patients can choose? Right, You right. should guide the patients. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, like where can they go? Like each supplement, you know, so for example, my favorite uh, supplements, like, you know, one in one brand and the other one in a different yeah. brand. Yeah. So I like to put them all together and give it to the patient. And make it convenient. Yeah, make so it you convenient. can give them an easy way to access easy way their to supplements. Access yeah. So they don't have to spend a lot of time or money yeah. online. So there's no one, that's what I always say, I'm not married to any brands. No, I want to no, no, hand no, no, no. select for you. I select different brands yeah. for different supplements. Yeah. That's so huge. That's such a money saver for people. Yes. Yeah. I time see, saver too. And time saver because I see mm. people come in to come for coaching with me and they'll bring in mm. shopping bags full of, right. I'm like, that probably cost you $2,000 just to buy all these supplements. And I had a patient who came in to see me for the chronic conditions related to her skin. Mm -hmm. And I first thing I did was show me all your supplements, you know. So she was taking 
uh, three different kinds of supplements that had got high doses of vitamin A in it. Yeah. She thought one for the hair and nails, you know, one general multivitamin and one for the eyes or something she was taking. I'm like, oh my God, no wonder you have all these side effects. So she didn't even know that the vitamin she was A overdosing. is something yeah. that she was, shouldn't be taking because it's a fat soluble vitamin. Yeah. So we have to give, we can't take it from three different supplements, you know. So yeah. it's it's very important in my opinion that we should look at the supplements and advise them properly. Yeah, that's huge again for you to have mm -hmm. that specialized knowledge yeah. we're about out of time mm -hmm. and so um, this was a good start for us to get mm -hmm. to know functional integrative medicine and get thank to know you, you. Um, but I would love to have you come back and talk with sure. us about gut health specifically we touched yes, on I it would a love bit, to do that, but yeah. I'd like to dive a little deeper mm -hmm. and um, even uh, talk about other ways that um, uh, other kinds of more detailed information, other ways we can mm -hmm. collaborate. So right. I'm, I'm sure. looking forward to doing thank that. Thank you so much. Joyce. So thanks for coming today. Thank you for yeah. inviting yeah. me. Yeah, you bet. Thank you.